0: Welcome to Perspectives. I am your host of the hour, David Howard. God bless each of you. I pray that you had a wonderful week and my hope is that today's message finds each of you well. Thank you for listening as I am forever grateful for this occasion to minister to each of you. My desire is that the words I share touch your heart and meet you right where you are at this very moment. Be encouraged and know that no matter where you are or what you may be going through, Jesus loves you. Be blessed and may God continue to cover you in his bountiful grace and mercy. This past week has been full, as I found myself moving from one event to another. As of Tuesday, I arrived and I was completely exhausted and finally had a chance just to simply exhale. All of our lives are full, I suppose, but we should take advantage of the days that God has so richly blessed us with. We may believe that we hold the keys to life and death, exercising eating healthy drinking plenty of water multivitamins routine checkups and screenings and the like as if we can freeze any moment of time but we do not that is something we have no control over however there are things that we can control how we interact with one another how we entreat our brothers and sisters and our thoughts and our attitudes towards each other. For if our life's existence is only worth living in this moment and nothing more, we will most assuredly and certainly miss the mark. Our hearts yearn for more of the things that cannot have, the things that matter least of all. It is quite simply the abundant accumulation of inanimate things when God has purposely placed the blessedness of others in our lives. What has life taught us thus far? Have we learned anything at all considering the suddenness of loss and tragedy? I had the distinction of officiating a delightful homegoing service this week in which the young lady was 81 years old. As scripture tells us the days of our years are three score years and ten and if by reason of strength which is her they be fourscore years yet is their strength labor and sorrow for it is soon cut off and we fly away in that psalm chapter 90 and verse 10 however her loss was sudden and unexpected as the following day merely hours and minutes away she was preparing to visit her beloved grandchildren and great-grandchildren. The arrangements were made far in advance, and she was not deterred as absolutely nothing brought her more joy than to hear them call her by her cherished titles, Grandma and Gigi. Yet with her boarding time being ever so close, heaven called her home. She traveled the world over, Africa and Europe, Asia, South America, Alaska, and on and on, with her home displaying the treasured mementos she's accumulated along the way as a reminder of each of her unbelievable experiences. But this final journey, for some reason, unknown to us all, God did not permit her to take. Just as no one knows the day or the hour of Christ's return, neither do we know when heaven is going to call us home as well. For some it is sudden and swift, and for others they experience life at great length. Hence, as unpredictable as it may be, we should not hurry chaotically past the warning signs along the way. Where unlike the randomness of stock trends, sometimes up, sometimes down, hoping to at least break even, our heavenly path should always trend upward, moving from glory to glory and from faith to faith, as we seek to have a closer walk with God each and every single day. As the lyrics to the song says, in just a closer walk with thee, it plainly reveals I am weak, but thou art strong. Jesus, keep me from all wrong. I'll be satisfied as long. As I walk, let me walk close to thee. Just a closer walk with thee. Granted, Jesus is my plea. Daily walking close to thee, let it be, dear Lord. Let it be. Today's podcast is titled, When Heaven Calls. Today's scripture comes from the book of Psalm, chapter 90 and verse 12, and it reads as such, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. There's a significant difference between preparation and planning. And while they may be similar in theory, they remain still miles apart in practice. Planning is for what we do here on earth. Preparation, however, is putting things in order for eternity. Planning is followed by a course and a path that we have established or set in motion as a means of measurable success. Preparation, however, has a specificity in which God's Word tells us precisely what to do and how to do it. Scripture reminds us that our lives are not our own. As Jeremiah chapter 10 and 23 states, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. Our lives are short compared to eternity. This present life should be in preparation for that to come. And we should make haste to determine precisely what God would have us to do in this hour. Again, we are not our own, for we were purchased with the fullness of redemption's price. Therefore, we understand that we abide in the fullness of God's grace and mercy day by day. Our lives by chance can be full of turmoil and travail, which leave us entirely void of answers. We seek constantly only to find emptiness and sorrow, yet and still we do not receive the things we seek, not because we are unable to, but because some answers in life are reserved for heaven alone. Consider this, there are three ships that allow us to persevere and navigate the torrent seas that suddenly overtake us in this life and without warning toss and cover us by the flood of the seas and its depths. That's a friendship, fellowship, and relationship. Those three. Regardless of what we are facing, they always lead us to safety. Absent of those three, we find ourselves adrift and alone, aimlessly sailing off course on a vessel called hardship. As we are pressed between the narrow gate of hopelessness and the jagged rocks and cliffs of despair and soon calamity, making it ever so difficult to find our way home once again to abide in the Father's everlasting arms. Psalm chapter 143 and verse eight simply says, let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. We should all say the same. Although the psalmist is expressing his suffering and despair amidst his isolation, as there are those who have ill will towards him, he realizes that the Lord is his refuge, friend and help in time of trouble. He is in his hiding place. Likewise, when we suffer, we must also cry unto God so that he can comfort us in and be near and present as a help to us in our time of trouble and despair, suffering and loss. Romans chapter 13 and verse 11 reads as such, Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. In speaking to the Romans, Paul believed that the Lord's return was fast approaching and constantly spoke about being prepared, placing things in order, making things right with others in Christ. As well, being sensitive and tender-hearted, valuing those that suffer the greatest in need. Therefore, we must always, always, always be ready unless he comes on a day or an hour and we are unaware the approach to our future and eternity involves prayer and preparation more than the guesswork and approximation of planning the Bible provides a proven well-documented roadmap that directs our path and places us right where God intends for us to be we do not plan the future God does. We messed that up uh, with the authority long, long ago. Much of what occurs to us is far beyond our control, but it serves as an evident purpose to keep us close to God and acknowledging the glory of his presence in our lives and to become dependent upon him no matter what the circumstance looks like. Our preparation is designed specifically to bring us home so that we might hear those faithful words. Well done. Heaven's calling takes a certain amount of preparation, not from a worldly perspective in which we have our paperwork in perfect order, wills and trusts notarized, life insurance policies and the like, but rather in terms of the condition of our heart, in our relationships as we sojourn with Christ. When heaven calls us, will we have loved enough, cared enough, listened enough, shared enough, forgave enough, and yielded enough, giving away for God to use us according to his pleasure for the glory of his kingdom? I preface that by saying, however, that we all are guilty in one way or another of accumulating things in abundance, material substances that serve as a measure of our success and long-term security here on earth. Unique artifacts, fine porcelain, mechanics tools, clocks and tools and clothes and shoes and watches and cards and homes, vacations, jewelry, diamonds, pearls, silver and gold, aged bottle of wine, and the list goes on infinitely. And while there is nothing wrong with such, it merely becomes the issue when they, either all or some, supplant God in our lives, or we give them greater praise and adulation than he who suffered on our behalf. In our preparedness, we must give sufficient attention to our relationship with Christ in which I have heard someone expressly say on several occasions, each time that God blesses us materially increases the likelihood of us losing him for an eternity. We must make our calling and election sure. Wherefore rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fail. And that's Second Peter chapter 1, verse 10. And when he says these things, he's referring to the following, faith and virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity, which we know is love. For if these things be in you and abound, They make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's verse 8. So that when heaven calls, we are indeed prepared. Having lived a life pleasing unto God, he who formed us in his image, who created us for his pleasure, who knew us in the beginning before the foundations of the earth were created, that because of our faithfulness, our clinging to the promises of hope, our names are found written in the Lamb's book of life. And a reason I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great stand before God and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works and that's found in revelation chapter 20 verses 11 through 12. one's passing has a certain suddenness and leaves us empty Through the pomp and circumstance, ordinances and declarations and acknowledgments, absolutely nothing, no matter how beautiful, prepares us for the finality of the moment in which that casket is lowered solemnly into the ground. It is soon thereafter covered by layer upon layer of dirt as that becomes the final memory we have of our beloved one. We will inevitably face the same. While they are gone, departed from this earthly place, those that remain are either left with a sense of closure or an ever-widening gulf full of hurt and woundedness. It is permanently affixed to us because the things that we should have let loose long ago But we decided to hold tightly, to such as anger and bitterness, hatred, envy, hurt and sorrow, brokenness, unforgiveness, strife and so on. When God presented us an opportunity to fix it over and over again, we deferred and decided to do it in our time. We tell God either verbally or by our actions, we'll do it when we get ready. When God said, Go, we told him to wait because we were not ready yet. When God warned us it would not be long, we chose to delay just a bit longer in hopes of making them feel the fullness of our wrath repeatedly as payback, the depth of our enduring misery. But when heaven calls, who is left? Who remains to be blamed? Who is left for us to cast our disparagements? Who can we now curse in the abundance? And from where now do we receive the joy and satisfaction of watching them suffer the same? We are now left alone to carry that burden. The guilt and shame alone, the suffering we now reveal on our own because when Jesus called when Jesus tugged and pulled upon our hearts, when Jesus pleaded, we ignored him and did absolutely nothing. We made a conscious choice to fix it ourselves, our way and on our terms. There is inevitably when heaven calls, there is no returning from the grave As the rich man pleaded in, saying, Let me go back and warn my family. In which it reads, And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried, and in hell lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeing Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in the water to cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted and thou art tormented. And besides all this between us and you, there is a great gulf fix so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us, that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldst send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them and he said nay father Abraham but if one went unto them from the dead they will repent and he said unto him "If they hear not Moses and the prophets neither will they be persuaded through one rose from the dead and as found in Luke chapter 16 verses 22 to 31 the good news is that the throne of mercy is always open in which God allows us to come and cast our cares before him. He alone is our healer and redeemer. It is he that sets the crooked path straight and even sees us at a distance as we walk among the shadows of the valley. He is there to shelter and keep us, but most importantly, lead us in a way that we should go. Each day is another opportunity to get it right another opportunity to speak blessedness of these humble but gracious words such as thank you i love you forgive me and i'm sorry matthew chapter 24 and verse 42 simply says therefore stay awake for you do not know on what day your lord is coming A father can indeed leave as an inheritance his favorite car to his son. But if he never experiences the presence of his love, it remains a hollow gesture. A daughter may receive a priceless heirloom from generations past. But if she never receives the embrace of her mother's hug, or heard the gentleness of her saying, I love you, I ask once more, what is the real value? Our substance does not fill the void of our need for one another, nor does it explain the overwhelming emptiness that now consumes our lives. I pray our lives be a living testimony, a legacy of how we've lived and how we haven't treated others along the way. When we remember our loved ones, It is of the cherished moments shared, tender words expressed, and the wealth of love that we have poured into the lives of others. In closing, the late Dr. Robert L. Fairley would always say, we did not come here to stay. And that is absolutely true. Life at its best is finite. It has a beginning and an end unbeknown to us all. We all can hope to do and be prepared. So when the Lord asked, did you care for my people? Did you feed? Did you clothe? Did you share the richness of the gospel or show forth the beauty of his ageless love? Were your words measured or seasoned with salt? Did your light shine forth that others may live? what will our testimony be before the whole of humanity what will our lives reflect before God we cannot continue to live life as if we have forever and we cannot continue to treat those in our lives as if we have an infinite amount of time with them we do not when heaven calls what will be left to say? Thank you for listening and sharing your time with me. I would love to hear your thoughts about today's podcast. You can respond by sending an email to Howard dc42 at yahoo.com or text to the phone number from which you received today's episode. For those listening to me via Spotify, you can respond by leaving a message via the submitted link at https colon backslash backslash podcasters.spotify.com backslash pod backslash show backslash david66634 backslash message god bless each of you and may the grace of our lord and savior jesus christ be with you until we meet again wait on the lord and be of good courage